We are not millennials. We are matured. Brought up on collaboration as an art form. Delivered as value. Episode 73! 73. 73, yeah, we yes. just checked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> how do I say, hey, Steve, in German? Guten Tag! Steve? Stefan? No, anyway, doesn't matter. Does not matter. Of course not. So, you're fresh back from. Uh, well, we can't kind of fresh back. Yeah, exactly. I've been back for a few days already. But uh, yes, it was Collapse Summit. Yes. It was everything a big conference needs to be. Lots of people, lots of vendors, lots of speakers, lots of drunken banters, lots of scootering around the city. But with a little <laughs> hint of levelness because of Corona. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have to say uh, that the guys, um, Addis and Spence, really did an amazing job. We lost, of course, a bunch of people uh, that were not coming because all the the, 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 the numbers were going up. No, so we, we only had around 1,800 people, which is still a massive number. Wow. Um, but it didn't feel cramped because we had lots of space. Everyone was wearing their... Um, Face Protection. masks all the time. Yeah, exactly. They're chin diapers all the time. Chin diapers. Um, and it actually felt it felt really right. So um, I'm, I'm really happy that I went. Yep. I, I think I said at the last one, I wish I'd organized myself. But uh, mm. but we'll definitely do the Scottish Summit. Exactly. We've just been exactly. talking about that. So yes. that's a definite uh, doer. Yep. And uh, before that, I think we'll go and do some podcast recording in... Barcelona. See, yes, I'm looking forward to a few days in the, well, hopefully relative sunshine. Should be. Last time we were there, we had pretty nice weather. Oh, we had on breakfast roof. on the roof. Exactly. That was brilliant. Yeah. So we will do a few days at the end of February, a few days of Barcelona, some Formula One testing. Yes. Some uh, whiskey tasting. Oh, Recording no. some podcasts, to? talking about um. business. And then we will fly to Glasgow for the Scottish Summit, yep. uh, where I will do a session. Yep. And we will do a lot of whiskey tasting, as one does when they are in Scotland. I think so. And yeah. we'll bunch on a few planes. and That sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah. So that's sorted out. We've got Christmas before then, of course. We have got Christmas before that. And we have episode that. 73 before that. Exactly. Cool, yes. cool, cool. Thank you for the very, very big welcome. I, for those of you that listened to episode 72, I had to mix it down at the weekend or last weekend and I thought it was hilarious yeah. uh, with Moraine's little wussy start and now his powerful oh, guard. Yeah. It was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I was not feeling 100% last no, time. I, I still have like a little bit of a cold today. It's not Corona. I promise it's not Corona. Uh, but I, I'm really... Really, 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 really into it today, and I'm so freaking excited to talk about this topic. <laughs> All right, so let's just touch on what we're trying to do and where this came from. So, 
Effectively, we are so experienced with Office 365, we are superheroes. Exactly. We, we don't know make what mistakes. We're doing. We don't make exactly. mistakes. Exactly. You said that on purpose, didn't you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so you get a user that phones you up and says, I've lost my OneDrive files. And you go, no, oh. you haven't. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's not, they're not lost. Go to your recycle bin. Well, Moraine, I lost my OneDrive files. Okay. And they weren't in your recycle bin. They weren't in my recycle bin. What did you do? Well, actually, I lost the last nine episodes of uh, Office 365 Distilled, all of the master files, all of the mixed down files, uh, all of the music files for the introduction music, all of it had gone, all right? Okay. Um, But it was all synchronized. It was actually in my synchronization folder on my file share. But I think I made an assumption. Ooh. All right. I made an ass out of you and me. Okay. Because I assumed that everything was being synchronized to OneDrive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where you synchronize your folders down and you get a section with it says SharePoint sites and it puts your domain name in and you get all the sites in there and, mm-hmm. and everything's listed. So I had all the sites in there as everything listed. And every time I mix a new episode, I do a save as into the same folder that's been synchronized into Office 365. Okay. And it's in the place against the synchronized section, so it's all good to go. Mm-hmm. But do you know that you can create folders in there? You didn't know that, did you? I you know, if you go to your OneDrive, yeah, yeah, and you can you can go to your OneDrive and you can create a new folder, yeah. and then it gets synchronized to OneDrive. Yeah. If you do that in the SharePoint side, do you know you can you can go to the file share, create folders in there that don't get synchronized back. I did not know that. Well, think about the architecture. Your OneDrive is one folder already. It's one document so, library, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, uh, because you're doing it in there, it's a folder with one folder, one site, one site collection, you're good to go. Yeah. But your SharePoint libraries are actually It's a list of libraries. Folders, one okay. folder per library. Okay. So you can create folders in there at the Windows 10 level. Oh, boy. So, so I found that out because I had yeah. a user a few weeks ago that created a bunch of folders. And I'm sitting there going, he says, but they're not on my SharePoint site. And I'm going, but they must be on the SharePoint site. No, they're not on my SharePoint site. And I worked out that what he had done was he'd created them at the root level of the, um, of the share, which wasn't actually in the folder that was being synchronized. It was not on a document library. No. So he was it's actually only local on the machine. And apparently it looks like what had happened is at some point this drive had got disconnected from the drive. And so I kind of uh, at some point created it and everything else and it wasn't being synchronized. So I deleted it because what I, what actually, (laughs) and it even asked me if I wanted to delete it. And I cockily said, yes, (laughs) of course I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. (laughs) So, so what it was, I got a document library and inside the document library had a bunch of folders. Um, and then I had general, Yes, because it was obviously Teams. And then I noticed that on my Windows 10, I'd actually got general as well as a separate feed um, on on my synchronized file explorer. It's all very complicated. You can see why it went wrong. Uh So I went, well, that's okay. I will synchronize down from the higher level up on the library, which I did. So I now knew that I was synchronizing that. And then I'll delete the drive, the folders from the subfolders below it. Okay. And it turns out that it 
that I was saving files in there locally on my machine that were not getting synchronized back to the library. It was wow. just an empty folder. Oh. So uh, just be warned that even though it may look in Internet Explorer, uh, sorry, in Windows Explorer, this stuff's being synchronized. Ooh. It's not. So it said, are you sure you want to delete these? Because yeah, sure. they're too big to go into the recycle bin. And I went, yeah, it's okay. Look, I'm being synchronized here. No. Oh, what a mistake to make. It was. I was gutted. Yeah. Gutted. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, I need I to know. go sit down now. Oh, reminding me. Yeah, so I screwed up. So that yeah. was fine. So then you um, did what every normal human being would do and go to the black net, to the dark web, buy some uh, <laughs> <dodgy> hacker software. <laughs> software to actually rebuild your disk drive and get back all those uh, disconnected files. Yeah, and I had to restore them all back. So yes, I had to kind of pay out 70 euros or something for a piece of software. Yeah, okay. But of course, then it just brings back all the pointers. It doesn't bring back the logical folder structure no. and everything else. So dump it all onto a hard drive so one day when i've got nothing else to do i'll try and rebuild it but for the time being and of course the other problem was it wouldn't resynchronize the library back either because it thinks there's already a synchronization on the on the machine oh so no I had to kind of, it was it was a learning experience wow okay okay so be warned everybody all right uh we spend so many years and trust this stuff you get you fall into the trap of microsoft won't let me down What's your T-shirt say? The best way to predict the future is to create it. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you it. know. You know what Microsoft will say about that. Uh, I don't. I don't even know whether I want you to answer this, but tell me, what would Microsoft say about this? That's valuable feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, dear Jeff. <laughs> oh nice that's nice anyway exactly. yes everybody yes. so i had fun with that but there you go yep. so what have we got planned we're gonna we're gonna talk about where we're at with uh with our rollouts and our builds and our migrations of and the businesses we deal with and then we're gonna taste a rather special whiskey because we always do that on this podcast but this oh, one man. is oh 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 I've, I've been actually been looking forward to this moment to drinking this whiskey for a number of weeks ever since i knew you got one of these and who do we need to say thank you to thank you sven thank you sven oh okay so you, most people will remember that a while ago we went on a tour of the uk we mm. went we did the southern we did the teams event comes first comes first yes and then we did a bit of a whiskey tour we did cotswolds yep. and we did toad yep. the oxford artisan distillery yeah Rye whiskey with heritage grains. Yes, medieval reed. Barley and wheat and rye. DNA and stuff. Yeah, sequenced. It's brilliant. And every yeah. one of you went to look at the website because it's just so cool. Yeah. Well, we I actually gave a few bottles of that away at uh, at the collapse summit. Some tasters. Yeah, some tasters because there were some people that I know love whiskey. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, this is very, very unusual. So, we, we tasted the number three and we went overboard about it. And today... Because it is that good. It is. It is amazing. Yes. And today we're going to do number four. Exactly. So we're going to do number yeah. four because Sven Ooh. bought a bottle and uh, he said, if you guys want to taste it, go ahead and taste it. Yeah. So. You know how we... how Well, well every time I, I do uh, a presentation, every time I do a session and I talk about this podcast, I always make that same joke. Yeah, we tried to do whiskey before we were talking about technology, but that doesn't work very well. But <laughs> maybe in this case we should, actually. But 
<laughs> I can't. No, no, no. Okay, I, I can wait for just another half an hour. I, That's I okay. have to really try and stop myself talking about whiskey because I suddenly listened to my comms verse recording the other day, mm. and the first four minutes we're talking about whiskey, just whiskey, <laughs> because, exactly. You know, and I suddenly went, "Okay, guys, let's stop and move on and talk about MS Teams." Okay, so oh. what do I want to go with this today? So I actually want to look at how we can move forward in a very, very efficient way by looking at something that I have labeled as plan to evolve, how yep. you plan to evolve, how you constantly move on. And two podcasts ago, we did teacher sizes and yep. agile and all that. And of course, that's exactly about that. The iterative delivery and then an iterative improvement and iterative improvement, improvement, improvement. Mm -hmm. So I because was working we, out how we, to do we this. Kind of, we kind of got customers that are both on the same or at the same level or on the same space. Yeah, we're kind of going through the same thought process. Yeah. As, as so we, we both have a customer that has rolled out themes just for meetings and chat. Yeah, at the moment. And what we, we both have a task right now, each for our own customers, to kind of map out how we go from this. Where we go next. Yeah. Equally, I've also got a customer that t took a different approach. So they decided intranet first. Okay. So uh, before we did collaboration, because okay. they wanted to do something quick. So and 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 that I think is a reasonable decision to take. So oh sure. The, the yeah. first thing is you know what is the most logical thing to do first, and this is not about going to the business. Although most people do. Okay, they say to the business, <laughs> "What will add you most value?" And they go for all the things that they meetings, chat, messaging sharing documents with external people, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. If you want to do the quick wins, you can go deliver that. And that's where you start. Yeah. Um, the, this other client, uh, they decided that they wanted to, rather than go down the long process of sorting out their content architecture and their SharePoint sites and libraries, content types and all that kind of stuff, wanted to go and hit something. So we did intranet first. Sure. So yeah. we put pages and, that, and sites in, and that's that a brilliant and idea. That was the route they took, yeah. and that then gave the business something to look at and work on because they did not have an internet in place, yeah. and so it worked. So we have a let's start off by imagine across the top of the page you have all of the applications, then you've started off with something, whether it's Exchange, OneDrive, Teams, whatever you Office apps, do, whatever yeah. you've started, you've started off yeah. with something, and. You'll have done some kind of baseline governance. Hey, episode mm -hmm. XX, whatever the number is, go and read about baseline governance. But it's, a, it's about starting off quickly with a rough idea, a rough outline, and then developing both the governance as well as the developing the apps. Yeah. And then you have the really, really big question. And the really big question is right in the middle of our board, the one that gets us going everywhere. And that question is, Moraine, what color of shower curtains do I need to get? <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> What's next? What's next? Oh, yes, yes, That's exactly, right. yes. What's, What's next? next? Yes. Because then we, because when we talked about what's next, you said, yes, you go to the business. Yeah, and I exactly. Said, that, that, was, that was my idea. So we've got so many things that we can roll out. So what do we need to roll out? Oh, but we're IT, we're... Um, in we, we have to help the business, so let's ask the business, what do you want next? And so I said, that's okay, but then I asked you what color your bathroom was going to be. Yeah, and, and I said, I don't know, we need to take a look at some so I said, 
Instagram imagine and your Pinterest things. Yes, and then I said, imagine your mother's just giving you some shower curtains that are blue and pink. Now what colour bathroom are you going to have? And then you can think about it because you have some context. Exactly. And so the whole point about what's next is, yes, value is incredibly important. So is strategy, so is vision, so is adoption, so is all those other kinds of things. And the only way you can do that is if you plan to evolve. So you work out where your starting point is and where your ending point is. So that's what we really want to try and talk about here is how we actually build and identify those starting and end points in small t-shirt sizes or big t-shirt sizes so that we can evolve our Office 365 in a positive way line to the business. I, I love that that phrase, plan to evolve. I think it's it's really cool. But do you plan to evolve all the way to the end or is that an iterative process? Will Definitely that be something iterative. every 30 days or every 90 days or something? If you're doing it agile, I think you would do a sprinty kind of stuff. But yeah. uh, based upon uh, two or three episodes ago when we talked about uh, epics and uh, T-shirt sizes, mm-hmm. I think, you know, hey, I've got a year plan. So that's where that vision strategy comes in. And actually baseline vision strategy because strategy really is three to five. But So I'm dealing quarter. Mm-hmm. So in this quarter, what am I going to move? Okay. What am I going to add to the business, all right? And do I wait to finish one before I start the next? Or do I have to have some kind of layered approach? And that's where you talk to the business, I believe, to try and identify the way forward. But I'm going to say something that that, uh, you will jump at and probably a few others when I say that IT kind of knows best. That is ridiculous. <laughs> that is utterly ridiculous. No, it's true. It might well it might be true. It depends. It's my favorite answer. Yes. It depends. It depends that, if we say that especially for honor. All right, so on his LinkedIn pages he can sit there and go, is that's Army Diamond, yes, exactly. All right, yeah. Thanks for the yeah, shout yeah. out, my friend. Thanks for the shout out. That's cool. But yes, we do kinda know best, but we don't actually want to put the lid on it. We actually want to just sit there and say, in my opinion, with a Pinterest page. Yes, we can show you 50 examples and you might like five of them and we might go with one of those five. Yeah, I get that. But then again, I I don't want to say IT knows best. I kind of want to say the experienced consultant that you're going to hire might know best because we as consultants are getting projects with a customer because their IT doesn't know all the possibilities that you can do in Office 365. Yeah, And that's why they're, they're bringing us on board. The experience that we have to show and play. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I get all of that. Um, and I think there's, I think a lot of IT people also want to turn around and say, you know, I don't know. You know, oh, yeah, I have of course, no idea. Yeah. I have yeah. a, a number of service providers that, that do a great job with managing IT service, but they've got no real idea where to start when it comes to, to this kind and, of stuff. And that's okay. Mm. I mean, if, if I had to do an exchange migration, I'll get a professional on board. 
if I have to roll out an ERP system, I will get a team of professionals on board. I don't know anything about that. Last week, I had to do some workflows. I had to go at it for a week, and then I gave in, and I booked a professional in. And exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it was done in two hours. Exactly. So I've been doing a really big Power Apps project for the last few months, and I've also said to that customer, because I said from the beginning, I don't know jack shit about Power Apps, um, and we just started working, and it's a nice low-code platform, so we now have around 2,000 lines of code. So at that moment, I said, okay, now it's time that we bring in a professional that does a review of everything that we've doing that we've been doing because I'm pretty sure that all these things could be heavily optimized. Yeah, that's true. So let's So we plan to evolve. We plan to evolve. Yes. And the important thing is and ident and the simple thing, by the way, is what's my starting point and what do I want to get to before I then say yeah. definition of dumb? Yeah. So, so that starting point, would that be something like the maturity model that we've talked about? It would. That's a really good reference. Yes, when we when we uh, talked about the um, uh, the maturity model and I can't remember what else we talked about. That's because I'm getting older and my memory's going. But we talked about the maturity model along with one or two other things on a previous episode. So maturity model, definitely. Yeah. But also, you know, what is the sensible application to start with based upon what the business is telling you they need. I mean, you can't ignore the business. I know we mm -hmm. joked about the business, but, you know, the uh, we talked earlier, a lot of businesses are now saying better meetings, better chat, better messaging, because all of a sudden we really haven't gone back to the office. We're yeah. still working from home. And it felt like this was a kind of wartime emergency that we had to deal with. And, yeah. you know, we don't mind the inconvenience because we know we're doing we have good to. and we're safe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But actually, it's now been going on for a while. And so yeah. can we now make this efficient? There's can actually a, a, really, a really cool narrative going on. I've seen that a few times already where uh, companies are now talking to their employees and not saying let's go back to the old ways or let's go back to, to work. But actually they're saying, okay, let's embrace the new way of working, hybrid work. Yep. And instead of let's go back to how it was before, no, let's go to the new way of work. And I think that's for your adoption and your communication purposes. I think that is super brilliant. It's a really good narrative to have. It is. It's, yeah. it's kind of about 10 years old. Um, yes, but it's I, I know. It's I, suddenly really valid. Yes. And and I, I actually created a new SharePoint site with the title New Way of Working. Oh, yeah, week. yeah. I, I found a, you know. a folder from 2015 or something on my uh, OneDrive. Um, that hadn't been deleted. That hadn't been deleted. Yeah. I was thinking about saying that, but I was going to be <laughs> civil about it. But uh, yes, with, with some presentations from Microsoft uh, with their. Uh, str strategy around NWOW, the yeah. new way of work. So, so that let's, was let's assume cool. we have a logical yes. order here. I mean, yes. I, I can okay. pull one off the top of my head, all right? So OneDrive, because it's easy and simple and everyone's got personal drives. Exchange, no, because let's, it's let's take our own. Let's take our own examples. The, the one where our organizations uh, just have... Um, messaging, chat and Messaging meeting. and, and uh, meetings, yes. So, so would you do that? Would you agree with them doing that? Um, if we would have limited resources and COVID came knocking on our door, everybody had to work from home. 
We would no 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 no. Bear, no, bear with funny. me. Carry bear on. with me. Bear with me. <laughs> I'll try. Look, we've got all our employees sitting in the office. Um, we've got file shares. Okay, they're not optimal, but they work. Everybody knows how they work. And suddenly, everyone needs to start working from home. What is the solution that they need most urgently? Is something to have meetings with. So we roll out. We give okay, everyone teams. We oh, chat at no, meetings. No, no, I need to stop you a second because you know you're right. You're spot on. I agree with where you're going. Of course I'm right. I'm a professional. You are a professional. I don't delete my files on OneDrive. You said you weren't <laughs> going to say that anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. And, yes. Um, but you said everybody's in the office. That's where you started. You're oh, in yeah. the office. And then yeah, you yeah, did yeah. the journey. Yeah. But if everybody was in the office, you would take a different approach. You talk about of course. we want to do files or we'd want to do collaboration exactly, or we want but to do it. But then, the situation today is yeah. now IT can make that call. Yes. Because IT can do, have a very, very brief conversation with the business, say, what is it you need? And in this case, I think the feedback a lot of people are getting is meetings and chats yeah. and messages, which is all well and good. So that's the logical. And maybe then you think about whether your exchange is there or not. Then maybe you think about uh, SharePoint Online. Because then you actually do Teams collaboration because you can't do Teams collaboration before you do SharePoint governance. And that, again, is IT-based decisions. Yes. So you have a kind of order and you do this and this and this. You might throw voice in at then point Power Apps first or voice first. I don't know which or Power Automate, you know, those. So you've got a kind of logical baseline strategy for moving towards Microsoft 365. Yes. And here's the thing. Notice that pause then just to build the anticipation up. Awesome. It's brilliant. Very brilliant. professional. It was. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, if only I hadn't mentioned it. Um, because I've now forgot the thing. Oh, no, no, I'm never mind. Okay, okay. So here's, here's the thing about that is that it's all could be changed. So the point about this plan to evolve is that you have a rough order of where you're going, but it's not fixed in stone. That's why the dinosaurs died. Because they were fixed. Because in they, stone. they, yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, they no, they, they couldn't, they couldn't evolve fast enough. Uh, fair dues. Yeah, but you need to stay flexible. But you say so you have an outline strategy that says, "Hey, this is where where we kind of need to go. We know where we're starting mm -hmm. from. We know where yeah. the value is. Let's work that through." The only time that you have to fix that is when you start the adoption program and your communications plan. So there's a certain window that says, I can't change that part. And that's where your quarterly planning comes in. Mm -hmm. So your quarterly planning says, this is what we're going to do this quarter. And we don't change our mind. doesn't matter what comes forward. If we have to stop and replan, that's fine. It's a kind of disaster. But yeah. So the, idea, the opportunity to say, this is where we're going to start from. And this is where we're going to evolve to is relatively easy. And it's all based upon that baseline strategy, baseline governance, that's doing things like, these are the devices I'm going to work with this quarter and set up my organization on. These are the environments we're working in. Where does Citrix or virtual desktops fit into this? Where does laptops fit into this? Where do mobile phones fit into this? Endpoint, security, access, or conditional stuff. They're all big conversations to have. Yeah. But you don't want to delay everything to get those decisions made first you want to be able to give the business a taste of what's about to come so they can decide whether they like it or not, whether it needs to be changed, whether it needs to be updated. Which also allows your baseline governance to be 
started with high level and then drill deeper as the business figures out how they want to use it and how you want to control it exactly mm -hmm. um and so that's kind of where we're we're, we're at with this so okay. how do you identify then where your starting point is in terms of what do you want to plan to resolve that's that's really one of the the key questions to have i think that could be pretty easily talked about i think that's that's kind of an easy conversation to have like so it's a bit like but is it not the conversation like what color bathroom do you want so hey let's build a house no it's it's kind of like okay yeah well we so we just build a house and now we need to decide what's the next room that we're gonna fix because we, we the lease because the IT, lease, would, it would say no 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 how big a house do you want yeah exactly but let's say uh the lease on our old house is done we have to move all our stuff to the new house, but none of the rooms are done. What would be the room that we need to do first? Maybe it's a toilet. Shoulders. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, okay. No. Do we do we need to do the kitchen first? Because maybe my parents are living next door and I can always uh, go take a shower there. Or do we need to do the bathroom first? Because there's a really good restaurant that delivers cheap food, so we don't have to cook. Do you have dogs? Um, maybe. Do you have babies? It depends on my persona. Your persona, yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you have babies? Yeah, exactly. You know, so, so there's a lot of... Do, do you need soundproofing on the, on the walls? Exactly, when yeah. you have a baby. Yeah. But you are able to make those decisions. And you don't have to make all the decisions immediately. No, but it's it's a pretty easy uh, conversation to have. Like, okay, where are we and what are our biggest drivers for change and where do we want to go to? I think you're right. You and I, because of the way we work, the way we think, the businesses we deal with, mm -hmm. it's a relatively easy decision. Yeah. If you were Garten, KPMG, Mm -hmm. And you said, hey, how do you want to roll out your Microsoft 365? Then they would not say, oh, that's relatively easy. They no, would have not. such yeah. a huge run up and, and roll up to get to the point where, you know, they're able to do the first thing. Yeah, but how I would tackle something like a, a 200,000 people organization is to really cut that big elephant into smaller pieces well, i was actually more thinking that they would want to do so much analysis before they started they would get to uh, be analysis to make, paralysis exactly yeah. to be able to make take the risk away from making the wrong decision yeah. but that's the point about mm. this is that none of this is ever going to be the wrong decision no but it's 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 kind of the same like we did that one customer together where they had different business areas and every business area had their own team where they could just kind of do whatever they want as long as it was kind of coherent with the with the overarching governance, uh, governance. Mm -hmm. so and even within those business areas you got different divisions that all want different things so you're all running uh different projects on different speeds for different people yep all right so we, we've talked enough about i think the order and stuff and understanding yes. where we're at and that's setting up and i think um i've got some sessions on this so i'm really trying to work out how to present this and and kind of make it make it interesting to uh easily identify the key learning points mm -hmm. so um but then 
identifying your starting point to evolve. We're back to that question again. It's the yeah. third time I've asked the question. Mm -hmm. So your starting point is very easy. It's where are we at now? Yeah. And what do we need to add next? Exactly. So, and that will fall into two layers. One is logically from an IT architecture perspective, what is it we do next? And are there any dependencies to get there? The second yeah. so one... So that would, that would be something like uh, AD migration. Like get get that base working in a good order. Uh, yes, I guess there's there, there, there like those that. dependencies. Yeah. You're right. So yeah. if some people actually say, "I want to do meetings and chat and stuff," then there's a limitation on what you can do in MS Teams. Mm -hmm. So I can set up chat groups. I can call people. I can schedule meetings. Mm -hmm. um, no, that's about it. Yeah, because unless I do my content architecture discussion mm -hmm. to define the governance of my SharePoint sites, I can't really roll out teams and channels without exactly. having made some decisions around mm -hmm. there. So yeah. my plan to evolve in that case is that I want to be, my plan to evolve is I want to be able to collaborate on content in my MS teams yeah. and I have a quarter to do it. Yeah. So what is in that plan to evolve? What do I actually need to have done so that I can create my first team at the end of this quarter and know that I'm not making an error? And it's relatively simple to do, okay? Depending, okay. again, how complicated you want to get to. So mm -hmm. it's about content architecture. So it's so all the usual baseline decisions. Are users going to be able to create teams, yes or no? All right, when they create a group, do we need to do any customization in terms of content type or architecture? Yeah. Uh, what kind of content is the organization working on? Is there any corporate metadata or, or taxonomies that need to be implied? They can all be no's, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They can, we can actually say, you know, just for the team sites, for MS Teams, the basic standard document library, no content types as it is, job done. Any additional libraries have to be built in this kind of certain way. So it doesn't stop you putting MS Teams using the default library, but that's all it's for. It's really for that interactive, collaborative environment based on that subject. If I want to do, you know, um, uh, libraries that are storing research material for a number of chemical processes, then in that library, I would want to use metadata and I would want to use some kind of content yeah, type. Depending on the out. process. Exactly. Yeah. But I can build those on top. That's my next mm -hmm. plan to evolve. So yeah. my scope for my T-shirt size, in this case, because that's the decision, based upon, hey, yeah, we need a better way of managing our documents and collaborating on particular subjects, is I evolve from just meetings and messages and chats into adding documents, meeting messages and chats, because that's yeah. all I've added. I've just added a space where I can store some content and some lists on top of um, a specific sets of messages and conversations around a particular subject. That's my scope of evolving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds and, legit. And I know when I finished. When I, f I finished, so I've got my start point and my end point. Mm -hmm. And I'm evolving. So now I look like a rock star. <laughs> I do. I look like a rock star. Yeah. Hey, brilliant. Because you've given us the what you want, what we wanted. All right. May not be perfect, but we understand that more will come around the corner. You've 
scoped what you're going to do, deliver. Mm. You've delivered what you're going to deliver. You've got a very simple baseline governance that's controlling it. So you've you've got all of that stuff considered. And you've not broke the bank doing it. Now you can make a rock song singing rock out of star. your lungs. We will, exactly. we will rock you. There you go. Karaoke night is a celebration. Yes. And I think the the reason that this works is because you've not given somebody a blank sheet of paper and said, hey, tell me what you want this house to look like. Mm-hmm. All right? Uh, without being able to give them some reference points and some information because they know that information. True. True. Yeah. So, so that's fel- very valid point. Case. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I, and I think that you did a graph, which I thought was really quite cool, where you kind of said, hey, this is how we we work out what that evolution is where you plotted time against value. Yeah, exactly. So time or, or cost versus value. And you kind of need to see where you are right now and where you want to go to. And do you want to, in your journey, start with providing lots of extra value while not going hard on costs? Or do you want to put all the right layers, all the right bottom layers in place so that afterwards you can scale up really fast. The thing about the thing about this process, I think, is that the, the, the first one is very much like the waterfall thing that says build a solid foundation and build from that yeah. foundation. I, I know a few companies that do that. Like, okay, let's first think about our backup solution. Let's first think about how we want AD to look like. Let's first uh, move the um, Outlook files to Exchange, maybe. Something that the user doesn't get that much value of. But once you couple that with giving people the new Outlook, for example, and giving people the new Office apps and giving people OneDrive. So that would be something that is not very time and cost consuming, but it it delivers tremendous value. I think that's the point from my my perspective is always to do that arch that looks like it's a, you know, a curve rather than a, I suppose there's a posh word for it. Oh, there there are some inverted curves. Nice mathematical uh, words to describe that, yes. I I like nice curves. Yes. On the, know, the, only on the right places, in the right, the places. right graphs. Yes, yeah, the right graphs. Um, so, but going back to this thing here, so value to me is about giving people something to do. Yeah, if they've got yeah. a tool or something they can click, then we're evolving from nothing to being able to create meetings or groups and, yeah. and share documents. Yeah. And then I find though that the curve upwards is always greater when you've got something started because you're. Yep. building from it yep. so if we take that bathroom idea mm-hmm. i can put my curtain up in front of my shower i can start showering all yes. right and but of course if i'm still trying to work out what color everything needs to be and where the position of this is going to be and all that kind of stuff i can't actually start showering and i think once you start showering you work out you know this shower's in the wrong place yeah or that curtain really isn't doing very good thank you mama but i really need a glass door yeah you know um and so you giving something you know to start you know what with, you'll get otherwise i dare to i don't know whether i want to ask what are you going to get otherwise steamy windows steamy windows 
Wow. Okay, okay, okay. Where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> I've got You're now no not going to be singing Red, Red, Ra. You're going to be yes. singing Steamy Windows, exactly. Tina Turner in your car. Oh, yes. Anyway, other than Talking Steamy Windows. Talking about curves. I mean, okay, let's yes, go back. Let's start. Plan to evolve, plan to evolve. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, basically, I honestly think we should bring this together. It looks like it's going to be a short podcast today, which is fine by me. Okay. So we have this order. We know where we're ordering in. What we need to identify then is those small areas that I know I can deliver in time, on budget, and will evolve my users and the business and bring value. Yeah. There's just one little but. But? I, I don't, I don't want to mess with your whole idea because I think it's a super valid idea. The only problem is if today I'm going to say, okay, in three months' time, I'm going to do lots of automation and business process optimization. I will not get any professionals in three months because the market is so demanding these days that all the workflow professionals are all booked for at least six months. Did you listen to anything that I've been talking about? I kind of did. Did it sink in? I hope it did. Maybe Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Is this one of those, uh, like my girlfriend does, like, we need to talk. <laughs> not like, oh, talk. shit. What did I you're, do wrong? You're okay. absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right. There are some resources that are difficult to, to plan and yeah. do and get mm -hmm. scheduled. But we're not just deciding that we're going to stop after four weeks or five weeks or eight weeks or a quarter. Oh, no, no, no definitely not. Yeah. And we have our strategy. Remember, we have our yep. baseline strategy, which yep. is saying that this quarter we're going to try and deliver this. Mm -hmm. This quarter we're going to deliver that. But if I need to change the order, I can do. Of course. So you yep. should be able to identify, you know, at this point here, we really need to pencil in a bunch of power automate consultants something to set something up our professionals yeah so you have that strategy in place because we talked about having you know uh, these are my devices i'm going to deal with these are my applications and all that kind of stuff so uh, i'm afraid you will get stuck yes unless you actually think about you know that plan that ahead long term yeah. planning and that's the whole point of this but i'm not committed to it okay I'm not committed to it. If if somebody needs to have a workflow and I need to bring somebody in for one particular workflow, I should be flexible enough to do it. Oh, yeah. And obviously, mm -hmm. if I can't get the right resources, I can't get the right resources. No. So planning to evolve is about what I can deliver with the resources I've had and the times. But you're right. We need to consider those things. Yeah. Now, where I wanted to go to on this is that these these evolutions are not just about delivering something to the business. It's okay. also around the stakeholders and the board and being able to put the resources and costs and prices and budget in place for all of this kind of stuff. So when they say, hey, yeah, I need this money, they know what they're going to pay for and what they're going to get. So you're also yep. showing that you've got this stuff, which is cool. But also it means that your adoption is to be aligned to all of this kind of stuff. So your adoption is going to take place all the time. It's part of that evolution. Oh, it's yeah. part of, yeah. okay, my users at the end of this process will be able to do these things. Mm -hmm. Now, just because IT says, yeah, if you click here and do this, you can see you got it there. It's finished and done. I can walk away now. No, it's part of that plan to evolve is that you're also evolving in parallel yeah. 
your business and workforce and the people that are really going to get most value out of it. Yeah. And you must not ever, ever forget that. No. And it actually, this plan actually makes your adoption easier. It does. Because you've already given them documents. Correct. But what if you've got documents that need to be approved? You know what we'll do next? We'll do some approval workflows, we making can. it even easier for you to work with your documents, building on top of that previous thing that they get that they had and the thing about this uh, sorry i don't know why my voice stopped working then but the other thing about the plan to evolve is that different people will evolve in different places to others so yep. not everybody will need to do uh, approvals no. so but other people may well need to do lists and data Yes. Uh, may other people may need to do some calendaring exercises. And because you're doing things in that iterative, small way, and because you can decide whether you have enough resources to do things in parallel, then you're going to evolve, mm -hmm. and you're going to evolve in a way within costs, and you can work in smaller areas. So that's what you're talking about, breaking the business down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cutting up that elephant in small pieces. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Well, I think it's worth touching on this. I still think there's there's some stuff to deal with. We the the baseline governance we covered a while ago, but I think there's some work to do on baseline strategy mm -hmm. um, and baseline visioning. All right, you know, because A needs to be flexible, but also needs to be planned in some way, uh, and the adoption. But it's really all about knowing where we can grow, where we can develop, where we can add value. All right, and obviously planning for that with a vision of improvement and continual improvement. Yep. And then if you add improvement on top of improvement on top of improvement, hey, rock star. Yep. Rock star status. That's how you conquer Mount Everest. You go from base camp to base camp until you reach the top. One step and it's time. all downhill from there. Afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody cold. Yeah, apparently. Yep. Apparently, yeah, I've never been there yep. either. Uh, apparently, it's a, a, a it's a bit like when I did my virtual walk up Fuji. Oh yeah! You know, yeah, I actually yeah. got the live camera shot, and I turned around because I could move the phone around, and there was a pile of people behind me, and I'm thinking, "There's my I am at the top of Fuji on my own," you know. But no, mm -hmm. there's 400 people all queued up on the path. Yep. So yep. One way in, one way out. This is Fuji, for goodness' sake. Uh, anyway, easy. anyway. Yeah. Let's not talk about Fuji. Let's talk about Toad. Toads. Toad. Toad. The Oxford Artisan Distillery. It's a strange place. It's a strange place. Full of strange people. But you know what strange people do best? Make beautiful things. <laughs> if you look at artists, it I mean, how many fucked up crazy people are artists? Oh, That's my true. God. But they make wonderful things how many how many distilleries do we think we've visited between us over the last five or ten years 60 70 yes at least at least and yet yeah. not one of them is anywhere near as weird as this yes. one <laughs> exactly yes is. yeah but none of them are bringing forth such interesting interesting Valuable. Concoctions. Concoctions. <laughs> exactly. No, no, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we I've, I've visited every distillery on Isla and they're all bringing out amazing stuff. But they're all doing it the same way. 
Kind of, yes. Yeah, with a very exactly. variation, of so, course. So, Oxford Arsenal Distilleries, they just decided to do things in a very different way. So, they said, let's take some medieval grain, put it, bring it back to life, and let's make some whiskey out of it. In a column still. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. So sure. We, we've, we've, we have drank this product before. This, this is the first time we've gone back to the same distillery, I believe. Potentially. Mm. Yeah, it's difficult. To I don't think so. I don't think so. I might think we did for Artbeck. We did the Ugdal and we did the uh, little yeah, beastie. Right. Done a little left couple of free. Yeah, Brookladic. We've been to a few yeah, times. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So we welcome him back here. But yeah, um, uh, we've covered it before. So I'm not really, really going to get into it. But I just point everybody to the Oxford Artisan Distillery website. Read their section on farming. And uh, and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to drink their 004. So the Graduate. The Graduate. It's a great name, uh, isn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. So it's mm-hmm. the Oxford Rye Whiskey Batch Number 4. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Mrs. every Robinson. time they bring out a batch that is just matured on different <laughs> kind of oak. Um, number 3 was matured uh, on uh, Muscadel. Uh, cask. I'll trust you. Barrel. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. And, and this is a, a multiple. This is actually quite a nice blend of different barrels. So, okay. uh, this uh, the release is a blend of six casks, and they are originally named 27, 25, 28, 31, 33, and 36. But of course, they were different casks, different, uh, but yeah, different. Yeah. Uh, uh, makes and woods and stuff like this and uh, it was double distilled in nautilus and nemo which is the yes. name of their uh, we saw them yes yep. they are and they this do the look like stills. they're alive i'm looking at the picture now on the website oh yeah so it's pretty cool um it's 51 percent, 51.3 percent. so um yeah do you know why don't you just pour it into a glass yep yep uh, and i'll kind of just let people know what we're expecting to see we've had a, a little nose of it beforehand and it was winter warm. That was the first thing that came to mind uh, with this drink. Um, and we're talking about uh, the, the nose here of aniseeds, peppers, uh, mint, blackened banana and bramley apple. The problem is I find with all these these um, uh, tasting notes is they go, well, the more flavors we can get in the list, the more chances you have of getting something right. Can you, do you need to wring the bottle out there, Maureen? Squeeze it out. <clears throat> So, yes, thank you very much indeed. Colour. Wow. Colour kind of bright. Orangey brown. Bright. It? It, I, I think if we turn off the lights, it would still glow. give. Yeah, it will glow. <laughs> yeah. It's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful glow. Yes. It almost has a nose of a cocktail, doesn't it? Well, I was, I was just smelling it while I was pouring it, and it, it, kind, of, it kind of has... Vaguely the same nose as the number three, but this one is a little bit warmer. It's got that lemonade kind of smell. You had to that it. before. You I said had that as before. well. Yes, Fanta. I think this is a grown up a little bit. Yeah, it's Fanta. The, the Fanta, but this is a bit warmer. So this yeah. is, it's not warm Fanta, but I mean it's it's like Fanta took a walk in the forest in on an autumn sunny day kind of thing. It is nice. It, yeah. it certainly has that, that hint of, 
sort of sweetness around it, but it's not overly sweet. No, 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 no. It's not over. Sorry, I brought the microphone there now instead of the glass in front of my mouth. So it's not overly sweet on the nose. Mm -hmm. And as you say, it, it smells red. If you had a if you had a color to this, it's kind of you know has that depth to it. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is. So what? Oh, you already went ahead. I can't resist. So it it's got nice tears as well. If you swirl it around, it's got some nice tears on the glass. Oh, the finish is amazing. I know Ooh. that I know that I'm ahead of you already. That's okay. That's okay. I just like to in, see you enjoy. It's it's quite it's got a bite. So trust me, it's got a bite. But it's only it's only three years and one day. You know, I mean, it is very very young. Um, but then all of a sudden, your mouth explodes in this kind of roses, um, kind of florally fl uh, finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in, a, in a warm kind of way. Yeah. What does it actually say? It it really reminds me of the number three, but in a warmer scent yeah you just yeah. said that yeah <laughs> it's coming from the same still the same no distillery. i know i get that it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's you know but I, I would think that the maturation in different casks would have much more of a difference because if we compare the regular uh oxford uh rye with the number three that's a big difference well, this is the if we call this number four, which is what yeah. they say it mm -hmm. is, of course, then they're going to improve from one to another. They're of going course. to try and work out what they need. Yeah. And I think they've done a good job with that. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like comparing the Ardbeg 10 with the Ardbeg Ugdal. The Ugdal is kind of the same as the 10, but it brings much more depth uh, and warmth and, and smoky bacon into it. And this has the same thing. It's like number three is more of a summer and spring whiskey, and number four is more of a autumn style whiskey. Right. Yeah, I'm just letting you drink. I'm listening and tasting. I was just thinking that we were talking about going to the UK uh, Bletchley event, and I was just trying to work out how far away it was from Oxford. <laughs> <sighs> I love mm. this. The finish has got such a variety uh, as it. Well, let, let me tell you what the finish is supposed to be. Creamy, definitely. Silky, peppery yeah. and minty. Not sure about that. Hints of espresso and lingerie. Sorry. Lingerie? Ling lingering toast of <laughs> okay. sourdough smokiness. I get the smokiness. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I get the strong. minty. I get the peppery. Yeah. But the toast of sourdough bread, not really. But no. that's okay. That's okay. It's different, and we can keep talking about it forever. Oh, to yeah. be honest, because yeah. but it is. Sven, honestly, it really is appreciated, mate. And I know you're looking forward to tasting it, um, uh, because but he, I, I can't man. The man's got so much patience. He won't get the bottle until January. He's got to go through Christmas. Because Why? we, I won't get to see him, and you know, I think he's savoring the taste and making it his twenty twenty two. Why are people making it so incredibly difficult on themselves? We know people that are running long distance marathon thingies. Like, why would you do that? I mean, this is still happening for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this finish. It but is. Yes, it's a brilliant whiskey. It is. It's very yeah. cool. It's a. It, yeah, it's just an interesting place, full stop. Yep. And they've certainly graduated. Yes. 
There's no doubts about that. Yeah. Yes. All righty. Cool. It's time to get to work. It is, yeah. I wonder what happens when you put a drop of water in it. Ooh, good call. That's a good call. Let's see what that does. <clears throat> it definitely brings out more of those floral notes. It in does, the nose. yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. It makes it a bit easier on the nose, actually. It's more subtle now. Yeah. Takes away that kind of that harshness, uh, that new age, um, peppery. Yeah, that rough edge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Definitely smoother on the nose. It makes a big difference. Okay. It was fifty-one point three, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So a drop of water bringing it down to probably less than fifty makes a big difference. Oh, I can taste the banana now. Oh yeah. Oh wow. I can taste the banana on the mm. finish. Wow, yeah, it's, like it's got that chip. grumpy, that grumpy middle section. <laughs> That growling, the no, 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 no. Section. You're it's right. That, that growling. It growls. Yeah, it's like when you drive a, a, a really nice sports car, and at some point, you know, the engine just goes like before it starts howling, and and this is this is what it is. It's because mm. it softened that pepper. Yeah, and that's kind of as you say, brought out that growl of. Mm-hmm. It's a great description of what mm. it does, but it's that banana that's there. It's that blackened banana comes out with a touch of water in it. This has got so much depth to it. Sven, you really are going to enjoy this immensely. I really hope you do. And if you don't, I'll take whatever's left in the bottle. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. You'll have to also check out with the people you gave the drinks to from Germany and see what they thought. Oh, I will. I will reach Spence. out and uh, see what they thought about the number three. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. What I find is that this whiskey is so interesting from a distillery that is effectively run like a student frat club. Um, you know, it's uh, the bar is there with with the doing their stuff in the summer. They had oh, you yeah. know, beaches on the yeah, outside. Yeah. So, highly recommend a visit. Yeah. Well, it's been an interesting mix of a podcast. We're just approaching the hour, so mm-hmm. we're within our time. We kind of for once in the last fifty episodes. Uh, yes, we don't want to change the habit of a lifetime. So, what we're going to talk about next? No, no, no. Let's let's sort of round this down a bit. So. Basically, what we were trying to get you to do, people, was to understand that, yes, there's a process for rolling out Microsoft 365 that's going to be driven by the needs of the business. Yes, at the moment, working from home, et cetera, et cetera, is driving a lot of that. Mm. Improved communications, improved sharing of content, et cetera, et cetera. But you need to identify what your plan for evolution is, how you're going to evolve your product Give your business something new, something valuable, okay, in small iterative steps. And that is easier than trying to plan a whole governance plan for every single SharePoint site that you need to put into place. Use our products on baseline governance. Identify your content types if that's what you need to do. Identify your hub site parents if that's what you need to do. Get all those done quickly and easily. You can change them and modify them. But then work out what the business needs, and then plan to evolve. So plan for improvement, not just plan for delivery, plan for improvement. That's what we were trying to get you to do, is to think through those kinds of things that will add value. Amen. Oh, man, I kind of set you up then for a nice... I know, I know. The only thing I have to say is amen. Yeah. 
Preach, my man. Preach. <laughs> I always do that. Mm. I always do that. Well, anyway, it's a, a habit or a bad habit. I don't know whether that's the case. But, no, but uh, you you definitely got a point. I mean, most because I'm, I'm, I'm just making an assumption here that at least 50% of people that are listening to us are consultants. Really? No? Oh, that's an interesting I think question. So. I think so. We, we need to check our demographic. But I brought in to a customer to actually do something from start to finish and then walk most away. of the time the company will say okay now it's time we're giving you a lot enough money walk away we'll handle it from here we'll do the operations part yep but they actually forget that evolving part and with a platform like office 365 that's always evolving that's evergreen this plan to evolve is super important because you will know you will get new stuff. For example, now start thinking about how the, the loop components mm. will be uh, affecting the way you do collaboration in three months or in six months' time. That's true. So from an operational perspective, they need to be thinking about the updates that Microsoft exactly. is doing. Yeah. That's evolution as well. Yeah. So... Yeah, you you need to that that is something that you need from your consulting party. This subject evolves. It evolves <laughs> just like the whiskey. How that evolves as well. That was cool. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we hope we've given you some thoughts on this. I know it comes out of my strange brain. Um, and uh, yeah, check out uh, some of the presentations I'm going to do around this. Um, around how you kind of can identify that area of evolvement. And it's not just about the people that have to do stuff. It's your stakeholders, your governance boards, et cetera, et cetera. You know, if everybody is aiming for evolution and growth and benefit and value, then everybody wins and everybody becomes rock stars. Exactly. It's all about value. Yeah. Neat. All right. Talking about value. You cannot beat value of the graduate from uh, the Oxford Artisan Distillery. It's uh, true. It's Although it's whiskey. not that cheap, but I think it's definitely worth the price. There's cheap whiskey and there's good whiskey. That's true. All right. And this is definitely in the good whiskey range. Oh, yeah. All right. But it's not overly expensive. But anyway, there you go. All right. Well, uh, thank you for spending your time with us. Um, we're just over an hour. So hope you've enjoyed this process. And uh, I know you've learned something from it. Even if it's only one thing, you will have learned something for it. And of course, that's what we're, we're trying to do. So, hey, this is Steve Dolby, size Steve, anywhere on Google, anywhere on Twitter, anywhere on Facebook. You will find me with size Steve. And I will, as always, hand over to the absolutely superbly voiced and iterative Moran. Well, I was super excited at the start of this podcast, and I'm still super excited at the end of the podcast. So, um, yeah, every time we get together, my mind kind of gets blown with new concepts, with new ideas, with new ways to talk to my customers new ways to handle tackle business problems this has been one of them um, I hope you enjoyed as well um, that's it for me at Marijn Somers um, let me know what you thought about this episode let me know what you you know the words what, what's, the, what's the what's the key thing that you uh, learned from this 
Um, I know for some people, like Kevin, it's buying a Cotswold distillery whiskey because he heard it on the podcast. Well done, Kevin. Even his wife said, don't, because we've got enough, but he still ventured through. Actually, don't all the wives say that? I, my wife says the same. You don't need another whiskey. I know, but then you've got a whiskey-loving girlfriend like me, and then she just says, meh. We've You're got just room. We've got room for one Actually, more. I ordered a Maker's Mark today, having tasted it on our Oh, room. no. Uh, yeah, I ordered oh, no. a Maker's Mark oh, today. No. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, that was, I shut up. It's over to you. Okay, cheers, guys. See you next time. Bye. We are not millennials. We are mature. Steve may be more than Maren. Maturing the business like whiskey in a barrel.